0: Good day and welcome to The Dish, a connectivity business news podcast. I'm Deputy Editor Nathan Strout. Recently, I spoke with Tina Gator, Chief Commercial Officer with Laser Communications Provider, Mineric. I spoke with Tina about Mineric's efforts to supply the Space Development Agency and other government customers with optical inter-satellite links. Okay, Tina, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: It's my pleasure, Nathan. Thank you very much for having me.
0: All right. Uh, I wanted to start off with the optical intersatellite satellite links you are building for the Space Development Agency. What has it been like working with that agency through the prime contractors?
1: Um, it's actually been a uh, fantastic uh, couple of years. Um, you know, as a company, um, we are um, you know known to have uh, over a decade's worth of experience in developing um, optical communications uh, technologies to serve different markets: space, air, ground, and have released products into into these different uh, markets. Um, the space development agency has really. Um, um, pushed forward in the adoption of this technology um, for the US government warfighter needs and you know their approach to uh, deploying this technology across various tranches doing this in a sort of spiral development of every two years releasing um, new programs and in that kind of accelerated timelines working with non-traditional, uh players in in terms of um uh, companies uh small um is is really an amazing um thing that they've done to get some of this technology um adopted on on critical network infrastructure so for players like minaric uh, based here in, in in the US and also in germany um this has given us an avenue to really deploy Um, This technology on scale, that's a critical thing. Many, many people can try to do experimental projects and spend years working on one or two missions. Um, You know, our motto at the company is all about, you know, affordability, scalability and and innovation. So uh, the SDA um, uh, challenge uh, to the industry was, uh, you know, we took that we took that up um, in a nice way. Uh, We worked through U.S. prime contractors. um, So we don't have direct transactions with the SDA, um, but really they are shaping um, this industry, not just from a government standpoint, but also um, helping drive how commercial players uh, will work together uh, to serve government needs.
0: Can you give us a sense of what portion of uh, Mineric's work comes from purely commercial ventures versus working um, for the government as an end customer? How do you expect that to change in the coming years as well?
1: Um, and we, we, as a commercial company, we have to maintain um, a, a healthy balance across all of this. We all know aerospace um, comes in waves and and, and different. So we have diversity across uh, commercial and government. We have diversity across market segments, meaning space market, um, airborne mobility market, and terrestrial ground market. And then we look at things uh, from a market geographic distribution so um, whereas the the initial Push and thrust is coming from um, the US government. We have a nice balance in our pipelines for um, commercial operators that are are either um, have already gotten this technology baked into their networks or are looking to uh because in the end I think everyone's looking to serve multiple customer sets um, and not just focused on, you know, commercial operators are, are known to sell. In the traditional RF world, capacity to government users globally, so they have to get onto um, uh, the bandwagon, or, or they have to get onto this um, adoption of this technology if they want to serve um, the government constituents.
0: And I do want to come back to that in a second, uh, but but first, you know, the space developments, the space development agency is looking to build a constellation made up of hundreds of satellites over the next uh, decade or so. Uh, and they're building that out by launching new sets of satellites every two years, which is significantly faster than traditional government satellite uh systems, which can take, you know, five years or even a decade to launch. Uh, have there been challenges for Mineric in keeping up with that government schedule? Um, you know,
1: I've, I've, there's, there's always... Um, challenges in the adoption of technology, but um, this time frame is not a challenge for us. Um, and, and partly because we've invested ahead of time. Um, you know, I can't foresee, you know, macro economics and, and things like that, but from a technology standpoint um, and from the foresight our, our management uh, team has had in investing ahead of the need um, we've really uh, positioned ourselves well to to address not only the SDA um, needs, but also we're looking at you know other markets and other uh, constellations or other product uh families that would serve different markets. And this is the balance I'm talking about. Um, we have to have that as a commercial company because depending on funding, etc., uh, whether it's government funding or whether it's commercial um, uh, monies available, um, we we have to make sure we have a nice growth uh, path. And the key has been for us um, calculating and investing Um, ahead of time so that our factory has the volume Um, we invest in our own um, innovation so that we can help shape the market from a capability standpoint you know what will our customer um, need in terms of throughput in terms of uh product, is it just uh proliferated LEO, or do we need products in the MIO and geo um, orbits? So we try to forecast that and then try to develop our technology in a very um, a consistent uh manner where the arc we spend time on the architecture so that we're 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 making these uh transitional steps uh step up. Uh, but we don't want to go too far where some of the other value chain technologies on the spacecraft, uh, cannot keep up with our technology.
0: Yeah, uh, building off of that, uh, forecast, uh, do you see the SDA's desire to connect commercial, uh, satellite services through optical intersatellite links changing commercial demand for your terminals? Uh, for example, I'm thinking specifically, uh, your agreement to provide terminals to satellite imagery Provider Capella Space, so they can directly link to the SDA satellites on orbit. Do you see more companies reaching out to Mineric uh, now that they see that that's what the government wants and what other commercial customers want, which is to be able to connect directly to their services on orbit?
1: It's fair to say we have, um, over the past year or so, seen um, the uptick in in that regard. Um, the earth observation, remote sensing, commercial industry um, has seen that you know their end customer is not always you know a commercial industrial player, but they can sell to their government, you know, analytics, whether it's real time or otherwise. Um, the challenge they've always faced is the large amount of um, capex they would have to invest in, in, you know, ground, or they just have not had the spectrum availability to download some of the large quantities of, of data. Um, So, you know, Capella with, you know, their fantastic SAR system, um, it, you know, was kind of spearheading this effort and saying, well, who else can we sell to? And I would imagine if you speak to, um, you know, Payam over there or Christian over there, they would say, you know, government is a a, is a key, um, you know, customer for what they provide Um, to move that data, they would need to adopt some kind of high throughput, uh, secure capability. And it just so happens optical communications um, fits well within that uh, requirement. Um, so I believe this is kind of their pathway to adopting um, this technology, whether they bring that data down to the ground or interface with the tranches that are being proposed. Um, the capability is there. In, in terms of our product, um, and so you know, as Capella spearheads this effort in the um, EO market, we have seen an uptick um, of others. Um, now, what the balance needs to be between the size of their spacecraft and their primary mission, which is imaging of some sort, and accommodating uh, optical communication um, uh, terminals.
0: In August, Mineric was one of 11 teams that was chosen to participate in phase one of DARPA's space-based adaptive communications node program, otherwise known as the catchy name Space Bacon. How would you describe the the goal of that program? And how has Mineric been doing in the months since August? You know, how is that effort progressing?
1: Um, The effort is going really well. Um, You know, we... We First of all, I love the space bacon. It's a great catchy name. Um, I'm not sure if uh, it was Dr. Uh, Greg Cooper who came up with it, but whoever did, I think it's great um We were actually engaged in activities with DARPA on a different program and um, we started to talk to Dr. Cooperman uh, when this program was called 100 cubed initially, right And um, so we got through the phase zero, phase one, um, where we are looking at providing the um, optical head. Um, we are on track, we are, we're moving forward. we like, what darpa is doing in terms of really pushing the envelope on um, not only the high throughput capability but a real flexible terminal that operates at multiple wavelengths you know can uh, can really help bridge this um this sort of divide between certain commercial operators that are not um, uh, have not adopted the SDA standard but are deploying networks um, with optical communications or intend to. Um, and they the commercial operators are operating at, you know, 100G or so, it's reported, um, whereas the government programs, um, the version 3 standard of the optical communication standard is um, a two-and-a-half uh, gigabit per second. Now, there's specific, uh, reasons for that. There's other, as I mentioned, technology, um, uh, components in that value chain on the spacecraft, um, that need to operate with this, uh, throughput. And then there's the con ops, right? You know, do you, do they need the throughput or do they need other capability? But the DARPA space pay program is really bridging and bringing together, um, traditional, non-traditional, um, players um, to, you know, shape that um, innovation um, in all of these areas. And, and, you know, Mineric has always been poised to kind of drive that space. So we're super excited to have uh, been awarded this, and we we really want to continue um as a company, we're already looking at terabit programs uh, through some of the ESA programs we're involved in. Um, so we, we're we all for high throughput, keeping up with, uh, you know, keeping up with and
0: leveraging technologies that we see on the ground and qualifying them for space. We've uh – you know, as more and more companies look to add optical terminals to their satellites, uh, like you mentioned, not all of them are going to be interoperable. What can be done to, to move us in a direction that is, uh, towards interoperability? Making sure these, uh, various commercial terminals can actually connect to each other on orbit. Uh, right. So, you know, the, some of the
1: bigger constellations that are out there that are have already deployed optical uh communication technologies um, are you know speaking with the folks at uh at DARPA or the different agencies uh potentially even the SDA. Um, what the SDA is on record to have talked about, and I think Dr. Tournier talked about it in um in uh, an event in October in Silicon Valley, you know, he talked about translator satellites, right? So the SDA could, you know, have a network interface through translator satellites that then talk to the commercial um, commercial network. So that's sort of one avenue. Um, but I know that, you uh, TA03, part of DARPA Space Bacon, um, has also down selected working on with some of these commercial um, operators. I think it's a matter of timing on when uh players like Minaric, who are a product focused company, um, we're not a satellite operator. Um, so I think uh you know we're we're interested in continuing to uh, deploy this uh, technology, this product in a scalable, affordable uh, manner. So, you know, we can help bridge the gap Um, on a technology front, on a capability front, on a manufacturing front, um, on a global level. Um, So I think we can certainly be a key component of that to bridge between the commercial networks who have their own vision and business plan and also what the SDA and other agencies might need. Um, You know, we know what our role is. We're We're not going to be stepping on the operator's role. Um, We're providing a a critical technology and are very focused on um, how we can maintain interoperability and flexibility to push the envelope on innovation and technology.
0: All right, I think we'll wrap things up there for today. Tina, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Nathan, for having me, it's a pleasure.